and welcome to the Zenial Dome's Little Dome with me, Essel Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. This is the version of our podcast where we look back at a specific month in Zenial history. And this week, I have got January 1990. I'd have been in school, I'd have been remembering to write the year differently at the top <laughs> right of every page and underlining it and all that. I'm getting it wrong on yeah. day one. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly thought to myself... We haven't done any fashion stuff. And in 1990, in January, the Vogue edition that came out then, this iconic front cover of Vogue that people still talk about to the point where they recreated it a few years ago, signalling like or establishing supermodels properly for the first time as like a thing. I have just Googled January 1990 Vogue, and is it the one with, like, five of them on the cover? Yes. Yeah. It looks like when NME try and launch a band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, can we make this a thing, please? <laughs> It'll really help us out if you all sort of back this concept. I know, really weird. And sometimes it's the Strokes, and sometimes it's Campag yeah. Valaset, but we just really need you to... To back this. Yeah. And it's funny because like because you'd all you'd obviously had other models like Twiggy, for example, yeah. is someone who was also a personality and not just a model. But there's something about this era. They were such big celebrities. So the point where I, I don't think it's ever been replicated. Like you've you've got models now like Cara Delevingne and you've got um one of the Kardashians, I can't remember her name now. But then I do, I still don't think they even touch on what these supermodels meant in in the 90s anyway it's naomi campbell cindy crawford linda evangelista christy turlington all of them i could name just by looking at them but there's one of them in there that i couldn't remember and it's um tatiana petites so she's the one in the back yeah okay um, she looks taller than the others she's got blonde hair Sadly, she died last year. Oh, right. So there's a part of me that wanted to talk about this because I felt really bad that I couldn't remember her name. So I wanted to remember her. But apparently, um, this cover inspired George Michael to cast Petite Crawford, Evangelista Turlington and Campbell in his music video for the song Freedom. The media then started dubbing these models specifically as the Big Five. You know how in South Africa you have like the Big Five, which is like giraffe elephant yes. yeah 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 <laughs> hippo <laughs> but these were the big five of the modeling yeah. world it's really weird to think like when i started buying like girls or slash women's magazines when i was in my early teens like these were the people i aspired to be models would usually just be there to show clothes yes yeah. but now suddenly they were more than that they were personalities. Yeah, that's exactly and... it, isn't it? It's turning them into yeah. people who you might try and follow, almost. Yeah. You knew who they were as well. They weren't these inanimate yeah. objects. Again, like they weren't just a clothes rail. Yeah. So you, you knew what they liked. You could find out what diet they were on, you know, what exercise regime they had and stuff like this. And then suddenly you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is yeah. who I'm meant to be. And, like, and every corner you know? of that is a money-making machine. Like every yes. every single bit of that is something. You yeah, can and I was screaming, to. "Take it, take my money!" <laughs> yeah, boys at the time would always oh, not not every boy, but a lot of boys would want to be scouted to play, to play football, football for someone. Yeah, 
Yeah, so their thing would be, or maybe there'll be a scout there. If it was playing yes. on Saturday, maybe there'll be a scout there and maybe I'll get to play for Liverpool or Everton or whatever. <laughs> but for girls, it was just like, or oh, maybe one day I'll just look pretty and someone will come up to me in the street to say, do you want to come? That's what all the stories are, isn't it? It's it's yes. like, oh, I was in Name a High Street Brand, who you've almost certainly yeah. are talking on behalf of at the time when you do the interview. And someone came up to me and gave me their business card and said, yeah. I'll make you famous. And what that probably led to is a lot of young women hanging around shops and a lot of very <laughs> questionable men using one of those print-your-own-business-card machines oh. in a service station. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's chances everywhere. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I, I have spoken about Close Show Live, haven't I, on this podcast? Yes, um, yeah. And, th- and that was the time when, because I remember seeing a girl being scouted at Close Show Live. Well, you watched it happen. just like, yeah. Right. So what happened? So we were at this stand just like browsing. Well, basically just getting free samples because my mum had probably given me like a tenner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing cost a tenner at Close Show Live. <laughs> so we were at this stand and there was this girl standing next to us and she was really... She was so pretty. She must have been like 15 or 16 or something. I remember her. She had really long, dark hair. Um, but she looked quite young. And she didn't have like loads of makeup on her or anything. But she was just naturally beautiful. And I remember a guy. He was really tall and he was quite good looking as well. And I remember her just kind of tapping on her shoulder. And like she started talking to him. And I couldn't hear them properly. But he had a card... And I saw him give her the card, but he he said some stuff that made me think, oh my God, she's going to have a photo taken and, you know, yeah. she's going to become a model. <laughs> and it was so exciting, even to just be in the vicinity yeah. of it happening. In the blast was... radius of it happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I caught a bit of the glow, Did you know. You it's go, like, um, can I have one of those business cards? <laughs> <laughs> now, when I was uh, 14, I. Didn't look my best. <laughs> I just think the idea of going like, oi, 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 oi. <laughs> like a real West Whalian accent. Yeah. Or because at the time, I, like, I couldn't speak English properly at the time either. So it'd been a real, like... That might yeah. have made you look quite exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time anyone's was ever referred to that as exotic. But thank you. Asking for a business card. <laughs> I think this is how careers are started. I think that's quite a good story. I think you missed your chance there. God, I love it though. Like I, I, gen- I remember do, again during this period when supermodels were becoming a big thing. Just thinking how, God, I'd love to just be dressed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we think enough about what a chore getting dressed. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. If you could take that off the so, list, <laughs> but now maybe the thing is because I've started getting targeted ads on Instagram for like older models. What to become an older model or showing you older models? Yeah, to become an older model. Um, because I think these days, I think again inclusivity. I think most fashion brands, not all of them, some of them are still scum. <laughs> 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 not gonna name names <laughs> but some of them still want the stick thing models 
and I think you could just have a range of them. And and a, but a lot of fashion houses now are getting much better. Are you going to apply? I don't know. Should should I? If Maybe you we should do, ask. What? Uh, re- <laughs> record like an audio diary of you going through the process. Oh my god! And we'll put it out on this. Oh my god! I would love that. I would absolutely like, but I it would be fourteen year old me finally. Living yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a great idea. I think you do it. it I think you apply. <gasps> okay. And then you record every step of the process. Oh my god. Okay. Next time it comes up, I'll click on yeah. it. And meanwhile, I'll, I'll, really... I'll go and test for a local football club. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god. We should pitch this. No, that would be awful. We should pitch like, it. Like from my point of view, that no. would be awful. Awful. We. It would be some. It would be to do with nineties aspirations. Okay. What else? What else would there have been then? What else were boys into? I want to be an astronaut. Theme? <laughs> Could do that. <laughs> I've I've got more chance of doing that because there might be like, a, hey, look, we shot an old guy into space. They love those stories. Whereas no one's ever going like, brilliant. They've just brought a forty-year-old on for Crystal Palace. That'll help. <laughs> In the name of inclusivity. <laughs> I th- there's some guys trying to start like a Welsh space thing. Oh well, I'll, I'll do expedition that. Thing. I'll do that. Do that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I th- genuinely think you would get to space. Before. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not me being disparaging of my looks. It's more about my personality. I just don't think the fashion world is ready for this. <laughs> January the first was the television debut. Of Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> I love that first episode of Mr. Bean. And Do you remember it? Yeah, because I had it on video. So I could... And there's a few odd things about it compared to the later ones. The two biggest are... Um, the theme tune is different. Oh, it okay. It doesn't have the like light and the Howard Goodall choir music. Yeah. Um. And the other one is, is he drives a different car. Yes. <laughs> so, are you quite impressed by my off I the am. top of my head, Mister B wanna... knowledge? <laughs> I mean, I'm just a bit worried now that what's going to happen is it's going to be you're going to be much more knowledgeable than I am, who has actually done some research. <laughs> um, no, don't worry, we're not going to turn this into a Mister Bean podcast, but. Um, <laughs> Am I going to try and test myself on what's in what sketches are in that one? Okay. Thing is, I was prime Mr. Bean age. Like, I don't remember it going out, but yeah, as a kid in the nineties, it's about Mr. Bean. <laughs> of yes, course it's about Mr. Bean. Well, there are um, there are three parts to the first episode. Yeah, there are. So the two bits that I think are in it is this the one where he sits the exam? Yes, he's late for a maths exam. It's not the one where he's in church, is it? It is, but it's not the next one. So, like, that's the last one. I remember the final scene where the car, he crashes the car out of shot and you just see a tyre bounce down the street. Yes. Um, So where would you you naturally go after an exam? (laughs) The students' union. I don't think he goes. (laughs) He goes to the beach. He does go to the beach. Is that the one where he tries to get dressed? Yeah. Yes, there we are. No, I remember all that. I've got a better working knowledge of Mr. Bean than I expected, I'll be honest. 
I don't know. I, I kind of expected. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that's come from. Wow. The the thing I remember about that one though was I even as a child because he went to do the exam, I couldn't place him age wise. Oh yeah, that's such... because he wears a suit and a tie. <laughs> And he obviously, and even like when he was young, Rowan Atkinson looked older. Yeah. Like I couldn't work out why he was sitting this exam and what for and who for. And this is a great example of you bringing a level of questioning and maturity, being two years older than me. I was very much like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's Mr. Page. <laughs> I think this shows that Mr. Bean operates on a wide variety of levels. <laughs> <laughs> I presume this is some sort of adult, because all the other people in the class are adults, aren't they? But then as the a chap- child, I didn't understand why adults would be taking a maths test. But then, of course they do, because you've got adult learning. Yeah. Maybe it was, that shows more of my ignorance. Than, than yeah, well, but he's introducing you to a lot of concepts at a very young age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just quite pleased that this raised so many que- you were so inquis- um questioning of television at that age like what's this who's he what's he doing here I know people just think you're sat there rotting your brain watching TV and like, yeah. I was I was off but I like, I like the fact you were taking all this in but then you you know on CITV you're watching Matthew Corbett li- live with a tiny panda and a tiny bear <laughs> And a dog that's the same size as a panda. Oh, <laughs> God, this is all I've fine. never questioned that. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> oh, so the character of Mr. Bean was developed by Ron Atkinson when he was studying for his master's degree in electrical engineering. Obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of Bean's earliest appearances occurred at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal in 87. When programme coordinators were scheduling him into the festival programme, Atkinson insisted that he perform on the French-speaking bill rather than the English-speaking programme. Having no French dialogue in his act at all, programme coordinators could not understand why Atkinson wanted to perform on the French bill. But as it turned out, um, Atkinson's act at the festival was a test platform for his character, and he wanted to see how his character's physical comedy would fare on an international stage with a non-English-speaking audience. Because there's no talking in it. No, there's no talking in it. I'd heard a story that he had the idea while driving through France or Italy and he listened to someone like Phil Collins came on the radio and he went isn't it weird that music travels but comedy doesn't and then he right. it, it was sort of an attempt to try and solve that um, conundrum yeah. which fair play it's a really interesting did. concept though yeah because <laughs> thinking back at the time, I was like nine. I think I was still consuming maybe more Welsh language TV than English. So I I, I often think back about this and, and some other stuff as well. Like, did I think it was a Welsh programme? Or did I not assign any language to it at all and just thought it was yeah. universal? Yeah, no, it absolutely. It, yeah, it, it, it would totally work on S4C. <laughs> it would. Yeah. During London 2012... The opening ceremony happened and the following day, maybe the day after, I was on a tube in London. Opposite me were a group of people. I don't know what country they were from. I don't know what language they were speaking, but they were all talking quite excitedly about something. 
and the only word I heard in amongst whatever they were saying was suddenly Mr. Bean. And then they all carried and then they were laughing hysterically at it. Because he's done the little <laughs> bit with the keyboard during the um uh yeah. Uh Chariot of Fire bit. And there was something really fun about like, oh, that's why you booked Ron Atkinson for the Olympic opening <laughs> ceremony. Everyone knows him. Yeah. I don't think we really appreciate like the global reach that he had. Oh, it's enormous, and and yeah. why obviously now he's he's in so many massive films as well. I, 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 have I ever on this podcast talked about the the kids we had over to stay during my brother's school exchange? Where were they from? They were from the Netherlands. Oh no, I don't think so. One of them was a lad. He was bigger than my dad. He was enormous. <laughs> <laughs> so they were loud and and. With the best will in the world, quite hard work. And I remember I played a blinder when I got my Mr. Bean videos. And I said to my mum and dad, I think I think they'll watch this. And I remember like showing it to them and then going like, Bean (laughs) God (laughs) So we had we had this like secret weapon to shut them up for a bit. Because they were loud. They were really? they were loud and they were boisterous. When we picked wow. them up, we picked them up from wherever we picked them up. And we took them back to our house and on the way, my mum was like, let's get them fish and chips because that's like a bit British thing and it's mm. easy. So we stop, we get them fish and chips and they open it in the car. And as he opens it and his sausage falls out of his fish and chips and lands on the floor and he goes yeah oh no my sausage is rolling <laughs> and my mum said at the time she thought brilliant their english is actually quite good that was the only full sentence they said <laughs> through the entire time they were there my sausage <laughs> is rolling <laughs> Which makes you think that's probably happened before. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. We took them to Oakwood Park and one of them broke a tooth. It was chaos. Gosh, sometimes I think that maybe Brexit was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of them broke his tooth at Oakwood Park. How'd you break your tooth at Oakwood Park, you wonder? Trying to open your wallet with your teeth, it turned out. What? Yeah. Out of all the things you could break your teeth on at Oakwood Park, he decided to try and open his wallet with his mouth and broke it on a zip. He must have had really weak teeth. Yeah. Like, really... The frightening thing is, I have mentioned him on the podcast before because I said this during Grognier's episode, I have found him on LinkedIn since. Have you? Yeah. I haven't friended him. (laughs) What's he doing now? Uh, I don't... I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But fingers crossed he's still a fan of Mr. Beam. So that if I ever see him, we've got something in common. <laughs> so that was January 1990. Very 1990 it was too. Um, yeah, I feel it yeah, feels like really kicked off a new decade there. It feels like yeah. a sort of statement yeah. of purpose for a new decade. Yeah. Um, Bean eating disorders. <laughs> what? What? A, and don't you edit that out? What? A d- <laughs> What a decade it was. Um, uh, if you remember anything about January 1990, you can get in touch uh, on the zenodomahotmail.com. You can tweet us, you can send us an Instagram message. Um, tell your friends about the podcast, um, your friends who are Zenials, or those who want to find out about what it was like to live through that 
that particular period in time. Um, we'll be back next week with an episode. We'll see you then. Bye. 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 <laughs>